Let's talk about reinvention. Set yourself free. You are listening to episode 111 of the Africana Woman podcast. My name is Chulu, your host. I am a storyteller by design, commander of words, wellness entrepreneur, and coach. Sis, are you new here? Ah, it's a party. <laughs> Welcome, my darling. Where have you been? We have been waiting for you. Yes. You, you have officially joined that family you never knew you needed. You are about to have those conversations you never knew people had. I am so, so, so excited for you. Click the subscribe button and tell someone about this amazing podcast you just discovered. And to you, our loyal listener, hey lady, thank you so much for your continued support. Before we go any further, I have to tell you about the wonderful retreats we have planned for the second half of the year. That means that you have enough time to plan ahead, get on a payment plan, and set aside you time. Specifically, just you time. Say it with me, me time, me time. So, we have a hike in the Kafua Hills called the Worthy Walk. So many of us have desires and big dreams. And what I have observed is that the first obstacle stopping you from achieving them is that you don't believe that you are worthy of having the life you desire. This retreat will help you push past that limiting belief. The second one is reinvention. Write a new story. And this is for any woman who feels stuck in a time loop. You know what I mean? It's like you keep meeting the same people. It's like different bodies, but it's the same, same spirits. <laughs> you know, it's like you keep making the same mistake over and over or you're just not getting ahead, honey, it's time to set you free from your blocks and for you to write a new chapter. The next one is money, mindset, and mission. And this is about healing your relationship with money, leaning into your purpose, and crafting a winning mindset to get to your target. Becoming the Founder's Circle is specifically for high-achieving entrepreneurs, which will be held in the home of the Mossi Otunya, or as the colonizers call it, Victoria Falls. Finally, we have our ultimate Africana woman experience in the magical city of Marrakesh, Morocco. And this will be held on 17 to 22nd September. To sign up, send an email to africanawoman at gmail.com or reach out directly on social media at africanawoman. Do you know that we are all storytellers? I'd love for you to go back and listen to episode 64 with the Lamb Sisterhood. We had a great conversation about how we are all storytellers. 
But what I really need you to remember and focus on today is that the most important story is the one you tell yourself. I had the privilege to sit down in the presence of the wise Linda Murray Bulliard. This woman is unstoppable, guys. I know our society shies away from talking about age, but it's normal. It's natural, guys. If you're not aging, <laughs> then there's a problem. Uh, but anywho, so, you know, we get to like maybe age 40 and it's like, oh, I don't really say my age, but it, it's, it's crazy to me. Anyway, so when I say that Linda is an elder, I don't say it flippantly. I say it with profound respect of the path that she has traversed. Mm. She has been through a thing, okay? <laughs> and this is a story that you will come back to again and again and again. Enjoy. Linda Murray Bullard is the award-winning author of The Well Ran Dry, Memoirs of a Motherless Child, which was also accepted by the, by the United States Library of Congress in 2013, and the business series entitled The Building Your Own Business, BYOB series, specifically targeting startups. Clients call her the business plug. She owns LSMB Business Solutions. She has been interviewed by several leading radio and television shows on ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. Linda's company, LSMB Business Solutions, aims to assist new and struggling businesses in confidently adding technology and best business practices to their business models. Her Building Your Own Business series teaches business owners how to fine-tune their business ideas, how to get certified at the local, state, and federal levels, and how to acquire grant funding since 2013. Linda is the mother of three adult men, seven grandchildren, and one great-grandson. Now, I love to see her grandchildren and her grandson. <laughs> like, I stalk her on, on social, guys. But help me welcome Linda to the Africana Woman. Ah! Hello, Africana Women. I love, love, love this platform. And thank you, Chulu, for the invitation to join you. Oh, of course. Like, this has been a long time coming. So, guys, let me tell you how Linda and I met. We are P2P sisters. And you guys, you've heard me say this before. So... <laughs> We were in the same program um, of Purpose to Platform um, with Patrice Washington. And let me tell you, I just love the way Linda moves. Like, people call me right now, they call me like the plug. And I'm like, this is the original because she showed me what to do, guys. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. If there was something that we learned in the in the um, program, Linda had uh, had 
you know, applied it to her business, like, in two days, one day, like, she is not waiting for anybody. Like, if it's, if you're looking for somebody who's going to apply what you give them, she is the, she is the person. And she's also the business plug. Like, yo, the original. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I, I am, am honored to be here. And I, again, thank you for the invitation to join you. Like, you and I, we have, we met with Patrice Washington. You know, she's my, I always call her my best friend in my head. <laughs> but uh, we, we met there. And along with some other marvelous women around the world. What is your mom's heritage? So my mom, her, um, so I took the African ancestry, which is the largest African database in the world. Mm. And it traced my mother's heritage to Cameroon. Ah. I am part of the Takar people of Cameroon. Yeah. 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 And, you, and did you visited Cameroon, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Once I found out that, like that, I, I asked God if I could put my feet on the dirt of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so within months, uh, one of my Caucasian friends emailed me, uh, inboxed me in Messenger and said, hey, God just told me to tell you, you have to get to Cameroon. She knew nothing about the test. She knew nothing about my heritage or anything. And she arranged for me to meet the hostess that she had just left. And so I got to come to Cameroon. I went to Douala. Yeah. Oh, that like gives me chills. I got goosebumps. That is, wow. And then what was that like? Life changing. Like, because what you learn when you actually visit the continent is you learn that the same the same lies that are being taught in America are also being taught in Africa as as far as they don't like you, they look down on you, they don't want you to come and all those, you know, all the lies. But then when you go and actually meet the African people, you feel a kinship. Like you're like this yeah, these are my people. Like this is where I come from. And so I think once you make the trip, you realize that the transatlantic slave trade was just a blip in our history because a lot of our tribes of people are still in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And so you realize that, okay, now that we've made the reconnection, because there are many blacks in America going to Africa. Mm-hmm. to reconnect now that we understand why it was why it was profitable for some people to keep us apart mm-hmm. because together we're awesomeness like now that you understand that then now you can start rebuilding those relationships and reconnecting those severed ties yeah yeah and, oh. and that feels good that feels wonderful Understanding the culture and under and, and wanting more, like mm-hmm. wanting to learn more, wanting to dive deeper in, mm-hmm. because in learning Africa, I learn myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so understanding that a lot of the things that we think we're the creators of over here, we are actually just con- the continuation of over there. Mm. 
Mm. And so understanding that and, and embracing that. So did you grow up there in Chattanooga? Yes. Oh. I've lived here 60 of my 62 years. Okay. And then what happened in the two? So my mom died. And because my dad was not the father of my sister and sibling, my, my brothers, they wanted to separate us. And he promised my mother on her deathbed that he would keep us all together. So he sent us to one of her cousins to live mm. until the heat went down, until people stopped asking questions. And then in two years, we came back. Oh, wow. So did you stay together? Yes. Oh, that's yes. That's amazing that he managed to do that. Yeah, he kept us together. He kept his promise for as best he could. Yeah. 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 And then what did you go on to do? So from there, so became a mom. Yeah. Like she died when I was nine. At 14, at 13, I became pregnant, not knowing how you get pregnant. Very yeah. naive. And then at 14, I had my son. And so my son today is retiring next year as a battalion chief at the fire department. Wow. And, and my oldest granddaughter, his first daughter, graduated from Emory University, which is the world-leading research hospital wow. in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah, so amazing. Like, he blows me okay. away. You need to take me back. Yeah. 13, 14 years old, having a baby. What was the reaction from your family? And then what were you thinking? So my dad, uh, because my mom was deceased by then, so I lived with my dad and I had to tell my dad I was pregnant. And I can remember him saying, baby, we're going to make it. Like he was my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. And he was like, you know, my sisters had babies in their teens. And so you're not the first one and you're probably not going to be the last one, but we're going to make it. And he was always my, like I said, my biggest cheerleader, always, you know, the positivity and you can do it and pushing me forward. And he became the role model for my son. Mm -hmm. And so my son and I carry pretty much the same work ethics and life mm -hmm. values because mm -hmm. we were both raised by my father. So it's not unusual for us to come to the same understanding on some things. Yeah, yeah. So did you take time off school or you just, you continued? I initially, to be honest with you, initially I quit. I quit school. Yeah. I said, I'm pregnant. People are laughing at me. The neighbors have told their children not to play with me. I had been ostracized. Yeah. And I decided to just go into a dark place and just have my baby and it just be him and me. And one of my friends ran across a school that was for unwed mothers called Florence Crittenden. Mm -hmm. And so she brought me the information and she said, you need to go check this out. And it allowed, it allowed me to finish my eighth, my ninth grade uh, year on time mm -hmm. because I did enroll and was accepted. And I had my son right before my ninth year of, of high school, I mean, of school. And so they were very supportive. And I graduated high school on time. I graduated at 17 mm. and went to work, was working while going to school because I always felt like it, my son was my responsibility. 
like whether his father contributed or not, I always felt like it was my role in life to make sure he had the best life I could provide. And so I didn't go to school immediately after high school. I went to work because, again, I thought it was my job to take care of my son. Ten years later, I had another son. And then four years after that, I had a, a third one. So I have three grown men. Um, and my way of raising them as a married and then divorced and then single mom was to show them rather than tell them. So I went back to school to get my associates and then my bachelor's and then later my MBA, all in business. And so that's what I do. I find that I am very, very interested in how business works and how people take a dream and then put it on its feet and then watch it to grow into this whole living thing. Like that fascinates me. So... I know right now you have um, your own business, but mm -hmm. you said that you went to work. So you went to work for somebody. Um, how long were you working for somebody? You know what I mean? Like, when did you decide, oh, okay, I am done. <laughs> Girl, I worked for over 40 years for someone else. Like, but what I learned is I've worked in everything from a maid at a hotel to a short order cook in a restaurant, I mean, a bar, a midnight bar, to welding, to a cashier at a grocery store, to cashiering at a trade center, and then spent 26 years climbing my way up through an insurance company. Like, I've always had a job, always worked. And so it was getting laid off at the insurance company the first time I ever got laid off in my life that I thought, wow, how, how not wise it was to have all my eggs in that one basket. And so I opened, I said, well, regardless of what I do next, I'm going to open a business and I'm going to let me be the controller of my lifestyle. Like I have a certain way I want to live. I built my home. I, Travel, love to still love to travel. I like to go to places and attend things. And when you're just one signature away from losing your entire lifestyle, that was not a good place for me. And so I opened my business to be whatever support I needed when I needed it, just so I could maintain the lifestyle that I wanted to have for me and my children. Now, Linda, you're talking about your son is about to retire. <laughs> Why is he retiring and you're not? <laughs> I know it. What is that? <laughs> is that not the weirdest thing? But you know, that's just evidence of when, so I, I teach the power of choice, right? I teach that if you change how you see yourself, that you not only change your life, you change your trajectory of your descendants. And so he's proof that because I decided to give him a chance at better opportunities, that it allowed his life to be very different from my, you know, I have siblings who've retired due to illnesses, mm. but I want to think that he's the first, other than my father, he's the, uh, the first of, of his generation to re retire by choice. 
Like how powerful is that? Is that you get to raise your kids. He's raised his children all grown. And now he gets to do whatever he wants to do. And he's just 48. What? Yes. Yeah. Power of choice, guys. I hope you're hearing this. Power of choice. It's the power of choice. We don't realize we have it. Like it seems so simple and it seems so obvious, but very few people understand the power in their no. Yeah. Like at any point in your life, you can decide to be a very different person mm-hmm. at any point. And so by changing your mind, how you see yourself and by understanding the power you possess in controlling your life, like once you awaken, you know, it's, it's, they, they say like toothpaste out of the tube. Yeah. Once it comes out, it, it doesn't go back. Like your brain doesn't, once you've been exposed to positivity, like when they go to your program and you help their mindset get bigger and better, it, it never goes back. And so once you believe in yourself and you believe in your innate opportunities, your innate power, your innate strength, like what you were born to become, once you believe in that and you start intentionally moving toward that, there's nothing. There's nothing can stop you. Mm. And so that's the, that's the thing. That's why I, I think you and I have a, a kinship in that I was one of the women who needed you and didn't know I needed you, didn't know there was such a thing. And then now that I know that there is, I want to tell the world about you <laughs> because I, I was that girl, right? Because it's hard to see your possibilities when you are surrounded by mediocre. Mm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, I've had young people walk up to me and say, Miss Linda, I'm so afraid of my future because there are no successes in my family. Mm-hmm. And that's common. Yeah. And so when you can give them, you know, I believe in, in exposure, education and empowerment, you know, the three E's. I believe in giving people the opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. And then exposing them to things that they, that's outside of their paradigm. Yeah. Like stretching their mind into places that it's never been before. I love doing that. I love, I am addicted to the light bulb that comes on when people see their potential. Mm. Yeah. I'm addicted. I want to see it over and over and over again. Yeah. In your business or, you know, post, um, post insurance days, what has been like the most challenging thing that you have faced? So the most challenging thing for me is to get the people in my city to appreciate me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because people around the world see the value in what I bring. And so people get it. They remember who you were. People, isn't that that girl who had that baby at 14? Like, People who grew up with you, a group around you, mm-hmm. don't let go of the previous year. That's so true. And so it's like going to the house where I used to live. I don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. And and so that has been one of the most challenging things, not as far as me trying to change their mind, because that's, you know, that's them. That's mm-hmm. not me. That's not where I live. 
but as far as me understanding how I should react to it and me becoming comfortable with knowing that some people will always see me as that 14 year old girl who had a baby out of wedlock. Wow. 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 Regardless of what value I bring to the table. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, Ms. Linda, how was um, COVID? Like, when that hit, the experience? (sighs) Oh, that was, okay, so September 21st, 2021, I received my test results that I had taken a couple of days before, and it said I was positive. So I screenshot the email and sent it to my boys and said, hey, I'm positive. And the, my oldest one says, well, mom, I told you to go to the emergency room. I don't remember that. But what I do remember is something in me said, call your doctor. So I called her and she got on the phone and she said, Linda, I'm so sorry. She said, what I need for you to do is I need for you to get to the emergency room now. And the urgency in her voice told me I needed to get up and get showered and get dressed and get to the emergency room. Now, I put on the oldest T-shirt I have in the house and some striped shorts and pink house shoes. And out the door I went. (laughs) I drove myself to the emergency room. And they tell me within minutes of getting there, I flatlined. Like I passed out. I didn't feel like I was that sick. I just felt extremely tired, but I was tired because my O2 level was going down below 50. My body simply forgot to breathe. And so they put me in a coma and I would not wake up for 15 days. They put me in a coma, put me on a ventilator. And for 15 days, I laid there because I couldn't move. My entire body had atrophy. All my muscles had melted from me laying there. And so I couldn't la- raise my hand. I couldn't speak. I could only shake my head and blink my eyes. So I could open my mouth, but nothing came out. And so, and, and in all honesty, they all thought I was going to die. And so they were just waiting for time to take its toll. And I was released from the hospital October 18th. It was after spending 25 days in the hospital and 18 of those days in ICU. But COVID, the Delta variant, it killed me. When I woke up, God said for me to tell people what happened to me. And he's been sending me people, my customers, my clients, my business buddies. He's been sending me people who have had dreams on their hearts that they have not implemented. And so in this season, my role is to help them to get those dreams on their feet. So it's been an amazing year of relearning how to do everything that I had forgotten. That means I had to learn how to walk. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to feed myself, how to shower myself. I had to learn how to cook again. My cooking is horrible. (laughs) My cooking skills are gone. My sons all cook excellently. And so I know I used to cook really well, but I no longer cook to the level that I used to cook. That means... There are days even now where I can't focus 
like the brain fog is real. And so on those days, I have to give myself permission to not think deep because the thoughts won't come. I have three degrees and there's been times when I couldn't remember the most simplest thing. People who I've known all my life, unable to call their names, unable to hold on to thoughts. I was interviewing the other day and I know this guy, his name is Melvin. My ex-husband's name is Melvin. I know his name, I called him Michael. And so I still have episodes of that every now and then. But I'm a changed person. Even, even after everything I've went through in life, that was the most life-changing experience I have ever encountered. I mean, you talk about reinvention. I, I really had to recreate who I am after that. This is my, as we're winding down, I would love for you to just give um, a final word to women, and I think especially mature women who are going through different changes. So, you know, it, it, whether it's whatever your body looks like or, you know, um, maybe you're retiring, um, like, you know, your company is forcing you to retire or whatever, but... What would your advice be to that woman about her life? Because I almost feel like people go into retirement, and I'm putting this in like in in, in what is in quotes inverted commas, like, and then it's and then you can just see them withering away, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I. Yeah. So so two two things I'd like to leave. One is for the younger lady, the young ladies, you have no idea how what you do now will show up when you're my age. Like I had a a knee injury that I had when I was around 17. And now I'm walking bone on bone and that same knee injury that I never got treated has caused me issues. So take care of yourself, eat right, sleep right. Like Keep up your hygiene, like you be your best you now, because nobody told me that what I did back then would affect me 50 years later, 60 years later. You know, nobody told me or if they did, I didn't listen. But what you do now to your body, how you treat you, you know, treat yourself well and support yourself. Give yourself all the self-care that you deserve because it will pay off in dividends as you age. That's my message to the young ladies. To the women who are like me, there's not many 62-year-olds doing what I do. Like most of the people in my class, they're like, yeah, we're We're retiring or we're retiring in three years or whatever. They're looking forward to 65 and sitting down. I just got started at 53. Like, I just started living the life that I wanted to live. And a lot of the millennials, I'm, I'm up in, in, um, a few months for an award by, by some millennials who think I'm their age. They're like, Miss Linda, come go with us. I'm like, but well, I'm old. <laughs> but, but they don't see, they don't see me as a, 
as the historical granny, like on cartoons, granny. You know, I'm a great grandmother and most people think I'm in my 40s because I still have the thrive and the energy to keep going. So don't allow someone to retire you before you're ready to retire. You still have a lot of good years to live out your best life. Like you can do all the things your kids are grown, right? What I think happens to us as grandmothers, sometimes we we take on grandmothering as being, it's our time to raise our children's children. And I'm not that grandmother. My babies will tell you, I love, love, adore my grandchildren, but they have parents. <laughs> I didn't have grandparents to raise my kids. I raised my kids. And so I look to my kids to raise their kids. I still love spending time with my grandkids, but my grandkids can't become my life because I'm not through living my life. And so don't allow people to retire you and put you out to pasture like an old cow, an old mare. Don't allow that to happen. If you still have thrive in you, if you still have the tenacity to etch out the life you want to live, my advice to you is to get up, girl, and get it on. Like connect with connect with Chulu and help that she'll help you work that out. Like make sure that you connect with somebody who's can help to help to fan that fire into a flame. So don't let people put your light out yet. My son's retiring. I'm not. <laughs> and I don't think he's gonna stay retired long because he's already gonna took on a second job. So I don't think he's gonna stay retired long. It's just he retired because he could. But, you know, and if that's your thing, if, and, and this is not to say for those of you who are ready to retire and you feel like, hey, I'm done enough, then right on to you, too. If that's what you, if that's if that's where you are, this is no shade on that. But too many times people look at my age and they think that I'm somebody's great, great grandma. I'm just a great grandma. And my little great grandson God bless him, Andrew, is the cutest little thing. And he's so smart and he's doing all these different languages, but his great grandmother is still out here doing some things too. <laughs> so don't re don't let people retire you, is my thing. Oh, yeah. You heard it. Don't let people retire you. Mm. Ah, ah, I have enjoyed this so much. You got. If you are listening, please go back, do a rewind, and just go and listen to this again. So, so good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Now, how do we support you? Where do we find out what you are doing? And how do we get more of you? So you can follow me on, on all social media. You'll find me under Linda Murray Bullard. Or you'll find me under LSM as in man, B as in boy, business solutions, my, my company. And you can go to my website at getthebusiness.org. Yes, thank you so much. I, I'm just so grateful that you could come on and you said yes. And I knew this was going to be good. I knew it would be so good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Hi.
Honey. This is a woman who was a teenage mom. And I'm not talking like teenage, 18, 19. No, 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 no. 14, a baby, a baby. She is a divorced woman, single mother of three boys, mature student in college, let go of work unceremoniously only to reinvent herself by creating a fantastic business. The woman wins awards every other day. <laughs> she may be in her 60s, but let me tell you, she knows technology way better than most of us. And, and then she went into a coma because of COVID, survived, had to learn everything again. Guys, everything, walking, talking, everything again at 60, y'all. And she is here to tell her story. And then there you are. Holding on to your woe is me story. Like my friend Christabel <laughs> was saying in a presentation, you know, you ask somebody like, hey, what's going on? Like, why are you not making progress? Like, what's going on? And then the person will be like, ah, me, I'm an orphan. Bruh, you are 50. You ask the woman, hey, what's going on? And she says, oh, I had a child as a teenager, so my life is over. Eh? You are 45. Friends, friends, when are you going to let go of the stories? When will you assign a different meaning to that bump on your life that happens for just like a brief period? When will you stop making excuses? Right now, you have let one moment in your life imprison you and you have stayed stuck in the past but if you look closer you will notice that you have been holding on to the key to open your cell and let yourself out this whole time use the key set yourself free you know, I feel this for somebody listening. I feel it so strongly. Set yourself free. And if you don't know how, then I want you, I'm inviting you to come for the reinvention, write a new story retreat that will be held in Lower Zambezi in August 2023. Reach out at africanawoman at gmail.com. Sign up today. Guys, please give Ms. Linda her roses. Find her on Instagram at LSMB Business Solutions. This conversation is, it's a portion of the, the conversation that I had with Ms. Linda. My goodness, listen, I was like screaming in my head the whole time, just going, please say it louder one more time, repeat again <laughs> for the people in the back so that they can hear. Oh my goodness, she said so much. So much wisdom was just oozing and overflowing from her. As an Africana woman visionary, 
you get exclusive access to the full interview. Head over to AfricanaWoman.com or email us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com to become a visionary. This is it for this week. Thank you for listening. My playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. And the best way, guys, to support the podcast is to tell somebody about it. Share it. Rate and review it on your podcast app. That is the best gift that you can give us. Until next week, this has been a production of Africana Woman Media.